You're not alone when it comes to trying new shiny diets, each one promising to make you feel incredible until you realize it's making you feel hungry and deprived and damaging your confidence a little more than the last diet you tried. Hello and thank you so much for tuning in to the Anti-Diet Podcast Show, a podcast on a mission to help you break free from yo-yo dieting and equip you with evidence-based advice so you can feel more confidence in yourself without ever feeling deprived. I'm Farah Karamburi, a deep health practitioner practitioner, an author, a keynote speaker, and the founder of the 30-Day Anti-Diet Challenge. Each episode is created to help you take one step forward in your weight loss journey without being on a diet. Each day, I will bring you a wealth of knowledge about how you can lose weight without being on a diet. And each week, I'm going to be joined by a guest or a client that's going to give us the insights and the expert advice in the world of well-being. So together, we can learn from real-life trial and triumphs. I'm your host, Deepak Practitioner, keynote speaker, and the founder of the 30 Day Anti Diet Challenge, and obviously a podcaster as well. I've been putting out a lot of information about my podcast recently because it's reached 2,000 plays so far. So that was today. Woke up today to find 2,024. Um, and my mission of reaching 1 billion women is going to be possible if I am putting out podcasts, putting out an information and education where it's going to help women to become a better version of themselves. That's my mission. A little bit better. Not, you know, not talking about climbing mountains. Yeah, we're talking about just taking the next step. So if I say something on a daily basis that might resonate with you, please, please, please share it with the people that are around you. And you see me today in a different place, by the way. Yes, we are away on a few days. Uh, if this is my mum listening, she does not know that I'm away. Well, I did try to contact her yesterday, but she didn't answer the phone. I'm just putting it out there, mummy. If you're listening to me right now, I know you listen to me in the mornings. Um, I am in Wales, uh, Pembrokeshire, in the lovely little cottage of my one of my clients has uh, kindly um, given us this for a few days, well, a couple of days, really. We'll be back on Sunday. So today I want to talk about who are you hanging around with? The reason I'm, I'm really impressed with this subject because I'm reading this book, r- um, Think Like a Monk, and I did refer to this uh, previously. And in here, I, it's it, everything I'm reading, I know it. I, fe- I, I feel like I'm already doing it. And it's great to see that one of the, one of the greatest people in the world is actually speaking the same language as, as I am. And that's a fantastic feeling. And I want to share this with you because the way he's written, he's uh, more articulate, he's a writer, um, versus Farah, who obviously can speak well, but not sim- not me- necessarily be able to say those words that he is saying. So, who are you hanging out with? If your values don't match with people that you're hanging out with, I'm talking about friends and family, then you won't reach the goals and the you won't reach your milestones that you want to. But if you are hanging out with people that are actually... Oh, can you hear me, guys, by the way? If you're hanging out with people who are actually... Uh, they share the same values as you, right? Then you are going to be able to uh, go forward in your life and you will get the support from that same community. So let's give an example. If you're a parent, you overwork parents, you work, you've got kids that go to clubs after school, that you've got um, lots of stuff happening on the weekend. But if you were to hang around with parents who are also this, also doing the same because that's what they want for them from, from their lives and from their values, then you'll be able to share and ask for advice off that parent, right? 
um, if you're hanging out with people that uh, constantly say to you, well, why do you work? And why, why do you do this to yourself? You've brought it onto yourself. How are you going to feel in that environment? Not very supported. But you're hanging out with them, but it doesn't feel right, right? So if they're always criticizing you and saying, well, you know, why do you do this? Why are you putting your kids in after school club? But you might have the desire to do so. That's your values. Um, so think about today, think about, do an audit on your friends. Who are your friends? So over the course of, this is what Jay Shetty says, over the course of a week, make a list of people with whom you spend the most time, firstly. So make a list of all the people you spend the most time with. Now list the values you share next to each person. Are you giving the most time to the people who align most closely to your value or not? Okay, for example, I've had many of my clients telling me this, that I'm a person who listens to everything of my friends, but I hardly share anything. Okay, there's two, th there's two things here. One, the person who's listening has got problems that do not want to share, and by listening to other people's stuff, they can get away with thinking about their own. It's kind of a, uh, an escapism. Okay, that's when you become that person where you listen to. I was that person once upon a time. I was so that person once upon a time. I didn't want to share with the world that I had uh, problems growing up as a child. You know, the, the, the regular teenage problems, uh, perhaps living in different parts of the world, not having a foundation, things like uh, sexual abuse as a child. I wouldn't want to share this because none of my friends share this. So I didn't want to say this and become like a a weirdo, like people are going to look at me and think she's weird. There's a lot of things happen to her. I wouldn't share those things and I wouldn't tell people about all of that. So that meant that I never, I never had this, um, a friendship where I could just be myself. So I would listen to all of their things, became a really good listener and give advice about their problems, but never listen to, never tell them mine because I didn't want to because I wasn't brave enough, because I wasn't ready to tell, because I didn't want to be judged. I didn't want to be judged three times. I did not want to be judged. I wanted to fit in. A lot of people want to fit in, okay? We all want to fit in. So we carry on being the person that we are not and carry on being the person that other people want us to be. And since I've started um, spreading my mission of helping women this is when I decided to open up and share my story with the world. And hopefully that will resonate with some people because you always start with yourself. And then the people that I've now attracted in my life are the people I can be very comfortable with and open around them. They don't judge me for what's happened in the past. They support me for what's happened in the past. And they've also shared their own story. So now our values have aligned, right? And there are also friends that I made in the past that perhaps our values didn't align or even members of family, by the way, okay? If, if you're trying to do something and your family's always telling you, why are you doing this? This isn't gonna pay you enough. This is not where, where you should go. But deep down your desire is like, but I really wanna do this. What are you gonna do then? You're surrounded by people who don't believe in you, that don't believe and value what you do. Then it's gonna be really hard for you to move forward. And also you're gonna start doubting yourself rather than believing in yourself. Because you do, you have an idea and you want to do something so strongly. You don't want other people to stop you. So you th in this case, you need to find people, a tribe, by maybe going on Facebook or a friend perhaps who absolutely believes in what you're saying and thinks, absolutely, go for it. You need that courage and support. That's why we are part of a community. We live in part of a community where we need this kind of support to move forward versus friends telling you or family telling you, what are you wasting your time doing this? That here we go, there's another bad idea of yours. 
what are you doing that for? This is going to end up in tears. Well, told you so. I want to tell you this now. You resonate with all these words, guys? Yeah. These words are not helpful. People who are telling you this, even if they, are, they mean good or they mean uh, well, I still think if you're an adult and you have an idea and you have some strong values that you want to be f um, supported in the values, not poo-pooed, not poo-pooed and chucked out, and that you have just closed that, that idea that you had in a box and chucked it out in the sea because you have to have everybody's approval before you go ahead. Because it feels good when you get an approval, doesn't it? It feels good. All my life, most of my life, I have done things that I wanted to do. This, I'm uh, kind of probably one of my own biggest example. And there, was, there were times where I could just wish that my mum or my dad or my brother and sister said, go for it, I think this is right. But most of the time, they were always worried, You're, I'm about to do something, and they're like, oh my God, what's she going to do next? You know, From getting married to getting a divorce to getting married again, every single time, there are a set of people who supported me with that, but there are also a set of people who didn't support me with that. You need kind of you need both sometimes. But the ones who don't support you and are constantly negative, you have to question, should you be hanging around with them? This is called doing an audit with your friends. Because if you want to run a marathon in two hours and 45 seconds, right? You cannot hang around 45 minutes. You cannot hang around with people who run a marathon at 4.45, can you? How are you going to reach that? You're not going to reach that. And that's a really good analogy of where you're at, where you want to be. You know, if you have, um, if your plans include living in a, in a five bedroom, six bedroom house and you want to earn a certain amount of money, but you hang around with people who say, what do you need money for? What, why do you need, what, why, why can't you just be happy in two bedroom? Look what you've got. And you do, they constantly keep saying that to you. You're going to keep feeling bad inside and not move forward to your goal because there's nothing wrong with you having a plan of five bedroom house, is it? If that's what you want. We are in this little um, Airbnb and this house has got a projector. And I've never seen a projector on the wall so clearly. I've seen a projector, not so clearly. And we watched the uh, once, uh, one episode of Crown yesterday. And I thought, I definitely want that. And I said, I definitely want this projector. And Afro said, well, kind of put it on your list of things that you want. You kind of law of attraction, some of the stuff I've been talking to you guys about. However, I said, but why can't we just have the projector now in our house? Because we have a section wall and, you know, I, I think it's kind of an easy reach. But Afro said, but I want a cinema room, a cinema room with these kind of settees. So his, his values, so I was quite happy to accept something now and quick but he was slightly ahead. If he said to me, what the hell do you need a projector for? Why can't you just watch, you know, this series on the TV? I can, I already know that because I do that. But now that I've seen this experience, I want to be able to do that. Which means if he didn't align with my values and every time I come up with an idea and he brings me down, I'm gonna have to say goodbye to him. Exactly, that's called a husband audit. That's the joke, by the way. Um, well, actually, you say it's a joke, but if your husband's never, uh, never, uh, he's just looking at me right now, that's why I can't speak. If your husband doesn't agree with the ideas that you have, so if you started a new fitness regime, if you've uh, enrolled yourself in health, uh, a, a new health program, which is going to be good for your mindset and, and your body, but he says to you, here's another one. What are you going to do this time? You'd never complete any in the past. Now, these are not the right words, are they? 
because sometime in life we have to experiment and find the right program for us okay many of my clients when they come to me and, and they they really do think well this is the same program like every other it's a diet like every other until they've gone through the experience to, s to realize actually this is not the same here we're talking about lifestyle changes it's taking my light away that's why you can see my gone dull in the background anyway so you need to see the people that value your opinion okay at least they listen to it and they might ask some questions to make you understand it deeper what that what you're about to do or what your values are but your values are your values and you cannot actually is there something he said in here which is really really good every time you move home or take a different job or embark on a new relationship you have a golden opportunity to reinvent yourself Reinvent yourself. So multiple studies show that, that we relate to the world around us in is it contagious. The way we relate to the world is contagious. A 20-year-old study of people living in Massachusetts town showed that both happiness and depression spread within local circles. If a friend who lives in within a mile of you becomes happier, there's a high chance you are going to your chances of happiness increase by 25%. Now, think about your friendship circles people you hang out with do they bring you down or do they raise you up the effect jumps even higher if that's your neighbor if you're living next door to um excuse me hair in my mouth if you're living um next door door to neighbors that are happy and they come out and they say hello to you and they say good morning to you and they they ask about your day there's a high chance you're going to be similar. And the effect on the household around next to each other is similar. There's a happy vibe around this particular neighborhood versus you come out the house, but they don't say hello to you. And you think, why do I even bother living here? You know, why is this country like that? Why is this place like that? When you go on holiday, when you go on holiday, it's a prime example. Era, most people are in a good mood and they're on holiday and they say hello to you. The good mood is created by, okay, weather, fine, but there is also lovely weather in this country, uh, in the UK. But the big thing is people are relaxed and they're willing to talk. They're willing to say hello. Where are you from? Which part? Oh, really? I'm from there as well. Lovely, you know. And you start to create that vibe of happiness. And then you see them throughout your holiday and, oh, what day are you going back? And, you know, they enhance your holiday experience. Where you live is really important. And one of the subjects that I actually, one of the pillars that we talk about in my program is environment. And uh, we, we call it microenvironment. And in the environment, who is in your environment is very important to, s to know and to see the impact and how they're going to affect you and reach and take you to the goal that you want to go. Because we are not meant to be going anywhere on our own. We have a tribe that takes us. What we can do is select who's going to be on our tribe. If you live next door to someone who's absolutely miserable, and, and there's a story I could share of one of my clients. Um, I'm actually going to leave that, actually. Um, if, if, you want to, if you want to be in a place that aligns with your value, you might have to move. You might have to get a divorce. You may have to say goodbye to some of the friends. This is harsh reality of life. Or you're just going to look back and think, you know, for 10 years, I've met my friend. We will go for a lovely walk. And all she does is complains about everybody around her. Okay, how are you going to feel after that walk? Heavy, with your shoulders tight, perhaps starting to question yourself, thinking, oh, my God. And you're so sucked into this person's problems. And then inside you, you're thinking, this is not me. I don't know how to say to her that I don't want to hear this anymore. 
I don't even know how to support her because all she does is complains about her weight, but she's not willing to do anything. So why are you talking about this over and over again? Your values are like, if you've got a problem, go fix it. Go find a solution. Create a pathway that's... Hey, everybody. This is Far again. I wanted to invite you to the best thing I've ever created inside the Deep Health community. It's a challenge and we call it the 30-Day Anti-Diet Challenge. Every professional woman is one challenge away from achieving the life where she can gain control over her health and her weight loss. I've created this challenge to help you lose up to 10 pounds in weight no matter where you are in your weight loss journey. This challenge is going to help you to understand why the diets you've tried in the past that haven't worked and why eating this way can revolutionize the the way you look at food and transform your body and create that ultimate success. I recommend highly you do this right now. Stop this video, pause it, go online and press the 30dayantidietchallenge.com and join the next challenge. The next challenge starts in few days.